This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobba, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration. The purpose of my company is to help business software companies rethink what can be and become remarkable again. The goal that I have in this podcast is to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. So my strong belief is that we can think big, and therefore we should. Doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. This podcast is all about that. My guest on the podcast today is John Hines, CEO of Aptage. We want to build software and products that help people work with more confidence, less drama, and no regret. There's so many organizations, there's so many conversations that have more stress, uh, more conflict, uh, less information uh, than, than than we believe that they can have. We can we can measure something that has been invisible before. Whenever we're building something, there is always natural uncertainty in what we're doing. Our engine can measure and learn the uncertainties in those systems and use it to predict risk. There's just simply no hope for the rest of us to to apply risk and probabilistic thinking with only gut feel. And that's where we, we fall prey to hope-based planning. If you have to deliver bad news, deliver it soon, as soon as possible. Yeah. Well, what's the economic outcome that, that that results in? This is John, CEO of Aptage, a startup from Austin, Texas, that's building forecasting tools for agile teams by using past performance and team experience to understand and predict the likelihood of success. John has worked and led efforts to improve essential innovation in software companies for over 20 years. He founded and successfully ran a consulting company providing cutting-edge architecture, organizational design, and process control services. And he is a recognized thought leader, a published author, and an international speaker. During this interview, you will learn three things. Firstly, how the unique strength of people in project-centric organizations can be augmented with technology to help increase project success. Secondly, how AI can help project-driven organizations identify uncertainties and help predict the risk that could imply. And thirdly, what Aptitch learned from delivering technology powered by AI. So to get started, John, could you introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit more about your background? But also, what actually drove you to found your company? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so my name is John Hines. I'm the CEO of Aptage. Uh, my background is in software development. Um, I pretty early on was mentored um, in software craftsmanship and engineering and test automation. And, and, and it really kind of set me off on the right foot for how to build systems well and and end quickly without getting too bogged down in too many details, but, but keeping the systems evolvable and growable over time. 
I got involved in the Agile movement fairly early. Um, in 99, I started using Scrum um, to, to help. I was, I was uh, the technical team lead uh, trying, to, trying to lead a single team that was composed of two different, uh, two different groups of folks from, from different companies, and they all had very different rhythms. And uh, so I started with, with, with Scrum in 99, and then in 2000, uh, picked up Extreme Programming. Fast forward to 2008, and I start my own software consulting company where I do work that is um, architecture, agile, coaching, training, transformations, large and small scale agile, um, technical due diligence investigations, and basically help consult companies that are building mostly software systems how to build them more effectively, how to work together to, to build the systems, how to build the right systems, and, and so on. Um, about three years ago, I met Murray Cantor, my co-founder in Aptage, and Murray and I together shared very similar philosophies of how do we, um, how do we encourage the right organizational behaviors and the right um, choices to more effectively create better software and systems. Um, and, and, and Murray especially has got a PhD in mathematics and he understands the, the math uh, involved in these systems very deeply and has been able to create what is the, the basic learning uh, mechanism that, that we apply inside Aptage. Um, and so together Murray and I um, both believed very similar things. We wanted to create systems that would help augment people in ways that let them make better, easier, higher confidence, less dramatic decisions around steering projects to success. And that's, that's, that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah. Well, let me get back to the moment I learned about your company. I read about it in an article from CIO.com. And you referred to having a solution to what a lot of organizations are suffering from, namely hoped-based planning. And that's an interesting expression. Um, what's the big idea behind this software? Well, the big idea behind our software is that whenever we're building systems, um, de developing a new software product or um, engineering a new IoT device, whenever we're building something, there is always natural uncertainty in what we're doing. What we're building has novelty or innovation in it, and we don't know what exactly is going to be the way that things, um, how hard things are, how quickly this will finish, or, or how easily this is going to integrate, how many iterations we'll need. So that uncertainty is natural, and the core innovation that we've created with Aptage is our engine can measure and learn the uncertainties in those systems and use it to predict risk and measure risk, in fact. And so the the uncertainty around developing projects and systems and, and, and engineering new innovative things, if we can measure that uncertainty with, with, with AI, with learning algorithms, then the human mind in this equation can make better, easier decisions that's informed by the probabilistic thinking that the engine is really good at. And that's, that's where we put those two pieces together is the, the, the human mind is making judgment calls about the project. Um, is one of the, one of the books that is uh, a core reference that, that, that we use to, to describe um, the, the, what the human mind is good at and not good at is thinking fast and slow by Kahneman. Um, yeah. Tone, have you read that book? 
No, I haven't read about it, but I've, I've heard about it, yeah. Okay. The key quote, the key takeaway in that, in that book is even statisticians are not intuitively good statisticians. And the implication of that is that even somebody who's, who spends their career learning about probabilistic thinking and the kinds of math that, that affect how the world works um, with uncertainty, the, even those people that are steeped in that career intuitively they don't they don't their gut feel doesn't give them the right answers they still have to go through and do the hard work of you know the the, the algorithms and the, and the math involved in it yeah. and there's just simply no hope for the rest of us to to apply risk and probabilistic thinking with only gut feel and that's where we we fall prey to hope-based planning if we look forward at something we want to accomplish an important project um, the, the, the fact that we can see a way that it could work out, even if it's the optimistic best pathway, yeah. it's easy for us to fool ourselves into thinking that it's going to go well. And without the, without the benefit of being able to combine and aggregate the probabilities and the risks together to give us an indication of what is true, we can often fool ourselves too long. And then we get to the end of the project, everything goes sideways. And that's when we that's when reality comes crashing in that we've now had a, a, an 11th hour failure and everybody's scrambling. Yes, exactly. Is this what you refer to as the green, green, red problem? Yes, yes. I, the, that's one of the failure patterns that we particularly dislike. Um, yeah, and exactly. the, yeah, the, the, the AI, the engine that, that, that we've built can measure the risk and uncertainty in a project. One of the core assumptions that we believe is there's two of them is one that uncertainty and risk are natural. They, they, they occur. There's always some of that. And then the second one is that risk and uncertainty must go down as the project proceeds in order for that project to be well-managed and steering towards success. Yep, if so. on the other hand, risk is going up or, or it's not going down fast enough, then the project is, is in the yellow or in the red and we have hard decisions that we have to make. Exactly. Well, what do you believe is the opportunity in the marketplace? And who is actually your target audience? Is it only for software companies? Um, or is it also, for example, for engineering companies, for construction companies? Where can you apply it? Uh, well, actually, you've, you've, you've hit on the three targets. Software companies, uh, particularly agile software development team of teams, um, is one, one of the, the groups that, that we're working with. Uh, systems engineering, um, companies that are building hardware software um, systems, that's uh, about half of the half of the companies that we're, we're working with are in that space. And then construction companies, we're in talks with two construction companies to pilot with them. Uh, construction companies in particular have um, very rigorous scheduling uh, challenges. Uh, when should we schedule a crew to be on site? If it's too soon, there's no work. The work's not ready for them. If it's too late, everything's sat idle and delays the schedule. Yeah. Um, and so those are the, the three primary areas that we're, uh, that, that we're targeting. Um, construction companies have um, a, a, a vast and, and broad set of concerns um, that we're not able to address all of that yet. Um, but, but some of the particular aspects of scheduling we are able to help with now. Um, Software and systems engineering, we can we can work with those. We integrate with two systems right now to support those. Uh, Atlassian's Jira 
and Microsoft Project. And of course, we can integrate with more systems to collect the data, but that's how we connect up with these different companies now. So who is your main user? I mean, what type of person in a project-oriented company will benefit most from this? Who, who is going to be augmented? Well, the, the project manager, the release manager, the program manager, that's the person who, who gets the benefit of having this information directly. Um, the, they would be using this, this software on a maybe daily or weekly or, or perhaps for very big projects, a monthly basis. The, the way that we frame what we're doing, though, is, a, is, is improving the conversations between the product um, executive sponsor and the engineering delivery and execution teams. Um, the conversation that we, we, we help with is, is helping to get um, the people that want something to be done and the people that are doing the work on the same page with the uncertainty and risk in the project. Um, yeah. the, the, the conversation plays out before Aptage, uh, the idea is that somebody says, when can it be done? Somebody answers, well, we don't really know. Um, the first person says, I really need to know. And the second person says, well, too bad, we can't know, it's, it's innovation. Mm -hmm. And that's not a healthy conversation. It leads to failure patterns like green, 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 red, and, and so on. And, and so those two individuals, the person that wants something to be true, a successful outcome, and the person that's, that's working and putting in the effort to deliver that outcome, those are the people that, that need something that is able to give them more of a data-driven approach to talking about it. Um, the conversation can be, this is a very high-risk project. It has a lot of reward potential. We need to manage it, especially let's check in and see if we're able to reduce the risk fast enough to justify continuing to reinvest. Or this is a very routine, low-risk project. There's still some risk. There's always some risk in everything that we do. Uh, but this, this is low-risk project. If the risk ever jumps up, immediately let's talk about that, understand why, and, and figure out how to remediate it. So what That's is a different what is communication. Sorry. What did oh, you say about I, I said that those those last two styles of conversation are very different. They're not adversarial. They're they're collaborative, um, focusing on understanding the nature of the work and risks and helping to manage it together. Exactly. What is the magnitude of the problem? Um, is there any research done on, on I mean how many projects derail at some point in time? Well, there's a lot of research that talks about project failures. Um, the, the style of, of examining projects and execution from the perspective of uncertainty and risk reduction isn't, isn't built into the research. Um, so we've got, we, we don't have specific research in this case. Um, we're working right now to build financial models, mostly based around the cost of delay and the economics of development that model how valuable is it to know sooner when things are going wrong. Um, there's the old, um, the, the old quote that if you have to deliver bad news, deliver it soon, as soon as possible. Yeah. Well, what's the economic outcome that, that that results in? Yeah, but it's not always an economic outcome. It can also be something completely different. Yeah, it, 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 you know, and there's, there's all kinds of possible outcomes, mostly in the... Um, in the um, commercial world, we're, we're focused on economic outcomes of things, but there's absolutely, you know, number of lives um, impacted, 
and 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 improved. There's 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 all kinds of other ways of of looking at value. Um, for most of the commercial systems that we're involved in, we do look at the economic outcomes of it um, in terms of you know in terms of uh, money and finance. Um, but if we're if we're working on improving systems that are um, charities or um, in, in terms of lives saved or improved, then there's different ways of measuring those things that are more appropriate. Yeah. Have you got any not-for-profit not companies already as customers? Actually, no, we don't. Um, that would be a really good idea. Um, we do have a possible lead into an international um, organization that, that does um, really beneficial and effective work around the world. But that's not close enough that we have, you know, outcomes and results yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you said it started three, four years ago. What was exactly that aha moment? And how did the journey go delivering these projects? Well, the aha moment, yeah. Uh, the, when, when Murray and I worked together just enough to, to realize that we could look at a, in, in this case, it was looking at an agile team looking at their sprint, the two-week time box that they're doing their work within. And we realized that given a small amount of input data, we could calculate the odds that they would finish the work they were signing up for in the sprint. 43% chance they would get it done versus if they've signed up for one less piece of work, they might have a 76% chance. Uh -huh. Once we realized that we could calculate those those outcomes and provide that as as concrete information to help people make decisions, you know, how much work should we sign up for in the next two weeks? And what are the odds of success if we sign up for more or less work? Yeah. That was the aha moment. That was the moment we realized, wow, we can actually we can we can measure something that has been invisible before and give people concrete information to make better decisions. Um, and I, I think you asked a two-part question. What was the aha moment? And then you asked one more part to this question. Yeah, no problem. The question I asked was, what was the journey in order to get from the idea towards the realization of the product? So up to your first customer. Yeah, the journey is, is, is exciting too. Um, the, we, we started uh, developing this in earnest about two years ago. Um, and then last October, October of 2017, um, we were at a conference, the Future in Review conference. And the, the article that, you're, that you, you read in, in CIO.com, that article was uh, published from somebody that I met and talked with uh, at that conference. Uh, Mary Branscombe uh, was at that conference as well. This was the Future in Review conference, FIRE for short. Um, that was the conference that we really launched. Before that conference, we did have one private um, alpha customer that we were working with. Um, and then since that conference, since October, um, 11 uh, other companies have, have joined um, with Aptage to, to, to pilot and, 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 and use our software for their projects, which is fantastic. Now, on the other hand, if I look at the idea and the gap it solves in the marketplace, I think you're going to get very, very busy. I know plenty of organizations that suffer from this every single day. It's a big issue. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's, it's, only the, it's not only the monetary outcome that your profitability will go down or that your product launch will be late. But if this is a project that is about delivering something towards the customer, look at how many hours it will save in terms of debating it, 
the credit notes, right. the negative consequences for the customer and his business due to the effects that that can have on the final results of, of their project that they are delivering. Right. So there are so many explosive effects around this. And not to forget simply the better utilization of your product team as a whole. You, you can do more. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the opportunity cost and benefit are, are tremendous. Exactly. Um, part of our internal mission statement is that we want to build software and products that help people work with more confidence, less drama, and no regrets. And um, being able to, to make those things better in, I mean, there's so many, there's so many organizations, there's so many conversations that have more stress, uh, more conflict, uh, less information uh, than, than, than we believe that they can have. And be, one of the reasons that we created Aptage as a product company was Murray and I trying to do this as a consulting effort, one person, one team, one group at a time is just way too slow and, and, and not effective. Um, being able to to create a product that works nearly out of the box and gives teams more information so that they can have the more confidence. There's less drama. It takes less time to to, to wrestle through what what are we going to put into a commitment and a plan. Um, making changes that are sweeping across so many places. I think that we can have a really really powerful impact on making things better for individuals and, and teams in, in, in so many different organizations. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So um, out of the process, the last two years, looking at the whole journey, what advice mm -hmm. would you give other companies based on the lessons that you've learned? Wow, that's a great question. We're still learning the lessons, of course. Um, I would say, um, the sooner you can find partner organizations um, that want to use your your products or your services, the better. Um, the as as engineering founders, I think that we we sometimes fell into the trap of pushing more efforts into making the thing more right and more better um, instead of um, just inviting customers in to to take advantage of it as it was. Um, and I think we did both, but, but as a lesson learned, I would encourage, um, especially engineering founders, to yeah, just just start start earlier with customers than, than you feel comfortable with, and, and yeah. that can have a lot of benefits. Um, another another benefit or another lesson learned that I would say is um, finding good advisors um, and people that have been in similar circumstances um, as soon as possible. And we've, we've done this now. We've got, we've got a couple of advisors um, working with us. We've got contacts into some fantastic um, groups and individuals that are helping advise us and, and really have been there and done that. Um, trying to go it alone slows you down and it, it saps your own confidence. And so yeah. um, we, we, I think that we have done this, um, but this was a lesson learned early that we were, we were a little bit too isolated. And the more connected with really good people we get, the better and more, more smooth this is becoming. Um, yeah. The other lesson learned, um, well, actually, I, I, we're, we're still learning um, the lesson of um, bootstrapping and self Funding versus investment funding, and um, 
And so that I don't know that I've got any conclusions on that, but it's definitely uh, an interesting um, it's an interesting journey. Um, uh, we we are uh, interested in seed funding now to to speed up some some of our uh, development and, and entry into different markets, um, but figuring out the right balance of, of when do you take investment, when do you continue to to bootstrap, those are tremendously um, wrestling with those questions is, is is really interesting. I don't know that I've got any conclusions yet, but it's definitely a thing that is a, a struggle that I I hope someday to have lessons learned. Agree. Thank thanks for that. Um, to, to round off the interview, what else have you got on your radar? What's next once you've delivered this? Oh, well, um, that is a good question. We have about, well, I'm not even sure how deep our backlog of other ideas are for building on this core, um, the core engine and the core learning algorithms. Um, this, this today, Aptage is focused on building an AI that can measure uncertainty in program or project execution and, and help steer that. Yeah. Beyond that, using the same fundamental algorithms and, and techniques and, and the engine, there's opportunities to apply that to, to other aspects of business and um, not just advising the, 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 the head of product on when, when projects might be finished or how much risk is in their portfolio, but actually building the further either economic um, predictors for a CEO or uh, the, the, the broader picture of, of, of applying this kind of learning technique to other aspects of the business that have uncertainty, we, we've got a bunch of ideas for that. Um, and so beyond that, um, I don't, I, I think that that's going to take us uh, sufficiently long to build all of those. That's a five or a 10 year journey to, to build all of those um, applications into the rest of beyond development into the rest of the business. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think right now we're, we've got plenty of, of work that is fulfilling the, the vision that we've set out with Aptage. And I, I don't have um, big plans beyond this one. This one's going to take us a while. <laughs> I think it's a pretty exciting journey to go. Never a dull moment, uh, as they would say. No, this never a dull moment. moment. Exactly. There's a lot of positive innovation coming from this. Um, thank you for your time and for the explanation that you gave today on your product and your big idea. One more question. Is there anything you want to add to finish off? Any ask you have to the audience of this podcast? Oh, that's a good question. The ask that I would have of the audience is share what uncertainty you're struggling to manage. Um, the, the nature of uncertainty is such that it's, it's all around us um, and being able to be aware of it and understand, are we struggling with uh, predicting the cost of building something? Are we struggling with, um, you know, balancing um, three versus five things that we might want to might want to commit to either in our personal life or in our professional life. Um, the uncertainty of, um, you know, how fast are we going to be able to, um, to, to learn or apply some new information we have. 
Um, whatever it is that, that we're struggling to manage, whatever uncertainty we're struggling to manage, I'd like to hear about those more. And so if anybody in the audience wants to tell me what it is that's uncertain, that could go one way, could go another way, that they're struggling to manage, those are the things that I'd like to hear more about. Nice. And now let's see how people are going to react. Thank you very much for your time, John. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Tony. It was a pleasure. And to everybody else, thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I had the honor to speak to John Hines, the CEO of Aptich. If you want to know more about John, Aptich, or their product, you can reach them in the following way. John is available on Twitter, and his handle is at jhines. And obviously, you can find him on LinkedIn. The company can be reached on www.aptich.com. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology to change the established rules and to deliver value that was unimaginable before. So, with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this to create a broader awareness of what can be, to accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations, and lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas, and that starts with you. If you want to have more information, read my blogs, or obtain information on working with me, just visit me on my website, valueinspiration.com. Thank you for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback. I'll see you shortly in a new episode. questions we've got answers business leadership ownership and sales can be challenging tune into the accelerate your business growth podcast to learn from the world's experts join me your host diane helbig as i chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business you'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas tips and suggestions you need to realize greater success Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.